Welcome back to another Rutu Creative 3C podcast where we focus on creativity, community, and clients. Today, we're going to focus on, well, maybe all three, but really, we're really talking about clients. We're going to talk about Homes of Hope. Um, Homes of Hope is a very, very special client to us. I could tell Mark wanted to say something. You, you were about to jump in when oh, I no, said I, something. I, I was just going to parrot what you just said. It, this project in particular checks all the boxes. It's creativity, client, and community all wrapped up into one big, beautiful project. <laughs> well, let's just jump in. Who is Homes of Hope? So Homes of Hope is a nonprofit organization in Greenville, South Carolina, that provides affordable housing to their clients. And to do that, they have a, a couple different programs in order to make that possible. Talk about those programs. So they have a, the, the most important one for us is they have a gala once a year, and it's a fundraising gala. Uh, usually has a dinner and an auction. They didn't have one this year because of COVID-19. They had to go virtual, which we'll get to in a little bit. Uh, at this gala, though, the, the, the cornerstone of the night is what they call client videos, and which is the videos we produce. These videos tell the stories of their client, their clients in each pillar of their organization. So they have a men's development sector, which uh, helps men who are recovering from addiction, teaches them construction skills and life skills and dis- discipleship skills. It has a section for uh, the actual housing clients uh, for a variety of reasons, certain certain uh, families need affordable housing, and they provide that to them through their through their program. And each year, how do we help them with their gala? And we've been doing this for a while. Um, talk about the videos that we produce. We typically do a couple of them for the gala event. Well, it's evolved over the years. The first gala I was involved with. We pretty much just did the videos. We, we may do a short intro video to kick off the event and then two separate other videos kind of profiling their client services. Over the years, it's evolved a little bit more. We've been doing promotional videos for the gala, actually going to the gala and videoing the gala itself. I've went to the gala almost every year, but the past few years I've actually went to capture what takes place there. And it sounds like, and when we sit down every year with David Peebles, who kind of heads up all their fundraising, um, and then Brett Porter, who he is basically the person as a community outreach, and we sit down every year and talk about these videos. And each year they always say, "Okay, we got to one up ourselves again," where they talk about the quality of the stories as the cornerstone of the event. I think we should probably describe how they use them. And if I remember correctly, back in the day when we first started this, when they would have a gala, they typically ask each person from that area of the organization to come up and speak. So they would have like someone from their housing come up and speak about what it was like to get a house, a Homes of Hope house. And then they would have someone from their men's development program come up and talk about what it was like to go through the program to come out of addiction, get an opportunity to, uh, to, to get a new job and to find work and then help build a home 
through that men's development program for the housing client and what that meant to them. And then also we would create a video introducing the whole event, a message from their founder and their CEO. And what they wanted to do was to streamline that event so that there would be not a lot of talking heads at the podium, but a mixture of production so that people could sit back and watch and learn and hear in a very succinct manner so that the people that were standing on the stage could make sure that they're delivering really good messaging. So we would, you know, use these videos as really cornerstones to your point. Um, but every year they've, the stories have gotten better and better and better. What has it been like for you as you have produced these stories over the years to really put that much pressure on yourself to deliver something better every year? Well, for me, these stories, to make these stories work, uh, you have to transcend the uh, mechanics of what happens to these clients. And what I mean by that is, yes, there are families that get an affordable house. Yes, there are men that graduate the program. Uh, but I, in order for it to be truly impactful for the audience at the gala, you have to tap into the, the spiritual and the emotional um, attributes of these stories. When a family gets an affordable house, yes, they're in a new structure, but what that does to them and the life change impact that it has on them, the per, for, for the most part, the permanent life change impact that it has on them is so important. And highlighting that within these stories is what makes these work. The men's development program uh, is always great when someone gets a job. When these men graduate, they go out to the workforce. That's wonderful. But when you really tap into the human element of that, these were people who were truly suffering in their life. And because of this program, uh, they are a new person. And they, they, they live a life now that they never thought they would ever have the opportunity to live. And I think focusing on those attributes... Uh, as opposed to just, you know, the numbers and the technical stuff, which is very important, but focusing on those attributes is what makes them work. And that's what I try to do when I produce these stories. When we try to start scoping out these stories and talk about the potential narratives at the beginning of the year as we plan for them going into May, um, May is typically when they have their gala this year it was in June through a virtual gala, but we start talking about these stories really January, like the first week of January. And we spend a lot of time thinking about them and picking the right people. But the reason why they work so well in video is because you not only get to capture these individuals to when they're sharing their deepest and most thoughtful desires and dreams and struggles and challenges and how this program has transformed them, we get to show it too. We get to show the men in the men's development program in their context, you know, getting up every day, going to work in a house and build, talk about their struggle, and then showing them succeed and then hearing from their families. And then the women who, or the families that get access to affordable housing, we get to see them in their house that they're going to live in and how that changed their lives and how it changed their family members. I think that's why video plays such an important role here 
you can't tell those stories by just someone standing at a podium. You could, but I don't think it would be as impactful. But I do think that allowing people like us to capture all this content and to provide a bird's eye view into their life, it, I think it really changes people inside that gala. I mean, you've seen it. You've watched people watch these videos. You can tell when it changes people. Yeah, and I think using video is very effective for several reasons. Uh, it, it puts them in a setting to where when they're up at that podium, they have so many minutes to speak, and then that's it. When we set them down for an interview, we're on their time. They can take as long as they want. And I think that relaxes them because they're telling a very intimate and personal story. And what really gives a lot of power to these videos is their eagerness to tell that story. And they are all advocates for Homes of Hope. And they want to tell the story. And when they get relaxed in an interview video setting and we make it clear to them that it's not live TV, they can mess up, they can start over. I think it just really frames the situation so much better than them getting up on a stage. And uh, I think that's the secret sauce to all of this, is getting them comfortable, getting them open, and kind of tapping into their willingness and eagerness to share their very intimate story. Well, one of the things that changed this year, this is the first year they were not able to have an in-person event. You know, which kind of worried us a little bit because um, we didn't want to produce these high-quality stories and then they not have a place to share them. Um, And they came to us and said, hey, we're thinking about having a virtual gala. And honestly, my first thought was, we're going to live stream the event and try to recreate something. But the more we talked with them and they visioned it out, what we ultimately did was create a virtual truly a virtual gala Mm -hmm. they could use on Facebook Premiere. It would create a live experience where people could watch it together, whether they were at their home, their office, riding down the road. They could comment. They could take part in a fundraiser in real time. But it was a virtual experience where we took that gala and put it into 30 minutes and when we started visioning it (laughs) it was kind of crazy at first i mean i mean david and brett admitted it we had a short time schedule to pull together something that in essence was like a real gala what did you think well i was i was a little worried but i don't know i just have so much confidence in those guys and when they came back with me with uh, the the draft script of the gala, I pretty much wasn't worried at that point. At that point, it was just a matter of making our time and getting it done. Um, really, though, it could not have went smoother. Uh, the only the only part I was a little worried about, if you want to talk about what I w- the the worry part of it was exporting the thing it was a big file (laughs) because it was 30 minutes a huge file and i even suggested to david you know i may have to send this over to you in sections but that uh, fortunately i didn't have to do that we made it work within the 30 minutes and i was able to just give them one big 
gala with a bow on top? Well, it was, we had one month to do it because they were making a decision. They pushed back the original gala from May, the day after Memorial Day. No, it was the Thursday before Memorial Day when they typically have their gala. And this year they made the decision to push it back to a virtual gala uh, on June 18th. And so we had one month to take the already produced videos and create a virtual experience and then pull it all together and deliver it so that they could create a Facebook uh, premiere event. And it took us about a day and a half to shoot everything to make it work. And one of the things I learned from this is that having a really good client relationship made this work really, really well. Oh, yeah, for sure. We had to have good DNA together and a lot of trust and a lot of institutional knowledge. That's what made it work for me. What do you think made it work for you? Pretty much the relationship. And, I mean, I I think that it's easy to uh, take a relationship like that for granted. And what I mean by that is when things go so fluidly and so smoothly, uh, you know, like getting the script together, uh, jumping from location to location, making changes to the script on the fly, all these little things that we do within the context of a really solid relationship uh, are, are things that we could, we, we would probably do anyway, but just something about uh, having such a good client relationship like that really just takes it all to a whole nother level. And it can't be understated how much it played a part in pulling this off, especially given how quickly we had to do it. Yeah, I agree too. And one of the things that my background provides me is that live television approach, understanding how to create a show, you know, time it out, know that We've got to get from one segment to the next. We've got to be able to put things together in an order so that the audience follows along and it, we don't lag too long on one thing. And And so I loved it from that perspective, actually directing a quote-unquote almost live TV uh, and then giving it to you to take that vision and pulling it together visually. It was a big undertaking. It was a, it was a solid project. I loved the the teamwork aspect of it, though. I, I really, really enjoy being part of a team that is cohesive and works together. And everyone that was a part of this played a pivotal role, and it makes me feel so much better about the role I played. And that's why I love being part of a team because. We all come together to pull this off. I mean, Jay Dew was flawless in his delivery of, of all his lines. Uh, Brett and David were flawless in organizing some of the shoots for us. And uh, you were flawless in your directorial skills and ideas on set. And, you know, I edited it and put it together and did all the technical color stuff. And at the end of the day, we have this product that is the culmination of awesome teamwork and I've, I've always loved being a part of a team it's pretty cool also from a business owner standpoint to see that this was not really client and business owner relationship this is true partnership watching 
even though there was transactional money being exchanged for payment of services, I mean, honestly, we were in a place where I didn't really think about the money. I just cared about making sure that it turned out and gave them what they needed so that they could successfully fundraise to get their budget together to make that make Homes of Hope successful. There was definitely a feeling of we're all in this together on this project. We were all in it together to get to make the gala happen. And to your point, what was even amazing is to watch it actually launch on Facebook premiere on that Thursday night. That was cool. Yeah, I watched it on my iPhone. It was kind of cool. It was cool, <laughs> wasn't it? Yeah. I texted Brett right after, and I was like, success. <laughs> I think he laughed and said something about how we're going to go start our own production company or something. <laughs> Brett, you better not steal him from me. <laughs> <laughs> so, biggest thing you took away from this project, mm-hmm. what is it? Oh, man. Man, it kind of caught me off guard on that one, biggest thing I took away. Uh at the risk of repeating myself a little bit, uh, just the memory of the teamwork. I mean, I, I really did enjoy it. And, I mean, just just making this happen in spite of everything going on in the world. Like COVID. Like COVID and everything else. It was just, it was great to pull it off and to play a part in it. Well, thank you all for joining us for another Three C's podcast by We're Too Creative. We appreciate your time. Appreciate you listening in. Join us next time. We're going to have some fun. Later. Three C's is a podcast brought to you by We're Too Creative, a content creation and storytelling agency located in Anderson, South Carolina, serving a variety of clients in healthcare, philanthropy, higher education, technology, nonprofit, and many other medium to small businesses all across the United States. To learn more, go to retucreative.com. That is R-E-T-T-E-W creative.com. Three C's is powered by Touchpoint Media.